0: okay dude. i'm i'm sure oh, I... I wanted to put what's called. oh okay we're here hey nikita
1: <laughs>
0: you know it took me when did it start i like it took me so, so, quite quite a while to get you on board
1: not on board i've just been very busy so it's been taking a while to actually sit down and get to like the work you know
0: like i really really i respect your work ethic No,
1: thank you i appreciate (laughs) i don't know Uh, um um i don't know like not that i don't get acknowledged for the work that i do but i just kind of put my head down and don't take in the accolades if that makes sense more than mm. like i'm working to prove myself right rather than other people mm. so like my work ethic is just based on like how i feel and how much i put in rather you know
0: so 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 talking about your work ethic, is it how you've been like is how like is, is it a philosophy that has been in, in encoded within you for while? you're growing up with something that you developed as time went on
1: um Yeah, I think that a lot of my childhood, uh, it felt like if I didn't get stuff done, then nothing would be done. So that's always been in the back of my mind that like rather I do majority of the work, that's how I know it's going to get done and it's going to get done well type of thing. So that's just always been in like everything that I do is that if I'm going to do it, I know it's going to be done well and like Mm -hmm. precisely and stuff. So it's just been one of those things where like I just drive myself to do that all the time.
0: Okay, so so now talking about work, obviously, obviously you you're the unit leader for the music department, the first, you know, unit leader. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah. How how's how's that feeling for us? So, so for now, like, how, like yeah.
1: It's the real like. If, like some days I'll sit back and I'm like I'm 21 yeah. and I'm a music manager like. Right. I never expected it ever, yeah. and like I feel like in in more than like in more ways than one, I feel like I'm in such a unique position mm. as an artist, being a music manager, because I understand like how artists would want to be perceived and how they would want their work to go out, and then also just as a consumer of music, a lover of music, how I would also want to consume music, you know. So it's just crazy. Like I'm so grateful and appreciative that this is my life right now, like, even though I would never expect it in the entire world. I never thought that radio would be a part of like my story. Ooh. But I'm glad that it is, you know. It was uh yeah. it was an odd day on my like like on my first year, like seeing the taxifym sign and being like, Oh yeah, I wanna work there. But I didn't think yeah. that at that time I would be so yeah. important to like the system that is toxic. Right.
0: Now. So, how has toxic played in your in your in your musical journey, in your growth? And congratulations on, on the song. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> demanding closure. Yes. I, I don't know how to sing, but <clears throat> help me out. Just just be with me.
1: Demanding closure. That was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. almost can gonna hit the note better than I can? Okay. Um. Yeah. I think. So before I started working at to I had a very like um closed-minded idea of like what music should sound like and oh. what I should sound like as a particular artist. But working here for like more like almost three years now, like it's almost like fine-tuned my ear mm-hmm. to what actual quality music is, regardless of like what the genre is and what the like lyrics are saying, which is also important, but I think only to like a dedicated music lover but to like commercial um, institutions and stuff like that, like the terms of like quality of music, like that is like almost like fine tune my ear so much that I can tell almost three seconds into a song if it's good, bad, or if it needs more like work and stuff. So like, I appreciate that so much because it's also reflected in my own work. Like I can hear the development of my own sound Mm. now that I've worked here but prior to working here too. Like it's grown me as an artist Mm. and as a producer of music too.
0: So you're a producer?
1: um not a producer per se like i don't make my own beats and stuff but like when it comes to like post um vocals and stuff i had like arrangement editing vocal product like vocal production like i'm heavily involved in that okay um yeah
0: let's talk let's talk about let's look into into detail the the song demanding closure right In particular, what I'm trying to build you to, towards it, like guys, please go listen to "Demanding Closure" by Nikita. It is available across all platforms.
1: All platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, on Shazam too, if I'm not mistaken. It's so,
0: Shazamable. Yeah,
1: it's Shazamable. Shazamable! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so like, uh I, as, when I listen to the song, obviously on here and also sometimes in my place, there's that part where you, where where you can like, I don't know how you how you, in the music industry kind of the anti-climatic part oh and then so like, like
1: maybe the the outro the, the outro yeah
0: like the, the what can you take me through at that moment what was your eye like you you create your artistic perspective were you taking trying to hold me as a listener into your into into ac- accepting closure or getting closure how how like what was your artistic um like presentation on that part
1: so Demand Enclosure genuinely was just a moment um, a couple of months ago where, like, I felt like none of the words that, that I could speak were, like, were describing how I actually felt. Yeah. And for a lot of it, like, my music is the way that I can connect with people because, for me, I don't feel um, that well-spoken. And at the same time, I don't feel that I can I can articulate my, my emotions well with language. Oh. And so what I do rather is I run to like art. So I'll paint or like I'll make music and I feel like I can bring more than what words can. Because mm-hmm. words can be um, interpreted differently. Everyone can take okay. it. But like. When it comes to music, there's a there's a feeling that you can't deny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so with "Demanding Closure," I basically hit up one of my producers and I was like, "I'm feeling very shit right now, and I just need something to vent." And "Demanding Closure" was a freestyle. All that you hear was like literally in the moment. That's how I felt. I can't help feeling this way. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel the same. Like that's how I felt. Like I felt like when I wrote it, I felt like everything around me was taking over my being. Um, my agency oh
0: yeah
1: i felt like i didn't have control over anything and so the ending let it go just breathe i don't want to feel pain Mm -hmm. it's almost like i want to kind of even though my agency is being taken away i kind of just want to let it go like i don't want to feel the pain of feeling like i don't have control yeah i rather just exist even if it's in pain even if it's in happiness i just want to exist without having to like feel like I need to demand closure, feel like I need to have a close on my feelings almost. Like, Wow. because I know for a fact that sometimes I run away from what I feel a lot. Oh. And the only way that mm-hmm. I do confront it sometimes is when I hear my music back. Um. There's been countless times where like, I'll record something and it will be done. And then when I'm in a really like stressful situation, I'll listen back and I'll just cry to my own music. Cause I'm like, I can hear how sad I am, if that makes sense. <laughs> Uh, which is therapeutic, but it oh, also yeah. it, it also makes me also again more sad because I realize how sad I actually am. Yeah. Because sometimes I I can't fully um, understand my feelings when I'm just sitting with them.
0: Oh yeah yeah. You you know? s- so you so basically you're using a vehicle to you're, so you're using music as a vehicle to give substance or or some or weight to your actual feeling at that moment.
1: Yeah. Because also mm-hmm. I feel like without music i feel like there's nothing that people can relate to me yeah when in in terms of my feelings because i feel like sometimes i'm very intense with my feelings Mm. sometimes i'm also uh, very aloof like i could be feeling the most shit but i'll be so distant Mm. and so like nonchalant about it and sometimes people have a hard time either conceptualizing my feelings or relating or or, or finding a way to help oh yeah like it it makes it almost like this weird, like invisible wall between me and other people when I'm feeling a lot. So yes. music kind of like gives them the blueprint mm-hmm. and the feeling without me articulating, without me having yes. to find the words oh. to express myself. Dude, that's a cool.
0: That's a cool. Yeah, <laughs> you're taking me on on a trip right now, bro. <laughs> so now, Major Steves, mm-hmm. was it your first collaboration with the... You're then established artist, or were you? How, well, did, how did it come into be? Yeah.
1: I went to high school with Major Steve's, with uh, Sandy and Cicely. Okay, yeah. And we were like homies for like a long time. And then I just remember like for, for, for the particular song D&D, yeah I just went over to their house and like we were chilling for most of the day. And then Steve's was like, please just come lay this uh, hook for me.
0: Yeah.
1: I did about two takes and he was like, oh, perfect. And then. The, the next bang, time, the yeah. The next time I heard it, it was already finished and this, like you know, done. It was ready to be a single and mm. whatever. And at that point, I don't think that they were as established as they are now. So it was mm. more like me just like making music friends more True. than anything. Like I didn't think of how big it would be. Yeah. Um. And how big they are now. I. 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 I they deserve it, but I didn't expect mm. it to be such a like a fast paced uh come up. And I'm. I'm very proud of them. Yeah. But yeah, it was just. Friends making music in, right? in our houses. Yeah, that's so cool, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm so happy for you.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: No, like seriously, my my, I thought it. Was, that's one of my experiences, having in the creative industry, also in writing. Um, one of my friends, whom I thought was my was my homie, threw me under the bus. So, it, so sometimes I'm like, I get uh, loyalty. How do you get loyalty, boy, from from people in the creative industry? Since it's like. <laughs> you know like the ego that's
1: there the ego yeah uh, like unwilling competition i feel like yeah i feel like in the creative like industry Mm. already there's this weird like understanding that everyone has to step over each other and compete for first place but what what i think that we're missing is that like the reason we're in the creative industry is because we can't match up to other people we out. don't have the same skills as other people we are already <laughs> creative so we shouldn't yeah. be trying to top each other because we're not supposed to be making the same thing we True. are individuals in this like creative space yeah and i won't lie to you like i still i still feel a lot of competition from people that like firstly i've never met before <laughs> <laughs> like deadass. ass like yeah firstly, that i haven't ever met before yeah um that i've never even like worked with but for some reason like we're in competition and i won't lie like i'll i'll put 10 hands on the bible even though i'm not christian but like that i also feel some type of jealousy when i'm looking at artists who do a similar thing to me but i getting yeah. higher praise only because like again within this like generation in this in like in this industry it's yeah. also powered by social media and a lot of social media is not real like how we see all these up and coming artists being so big that's all that we see because that's what they're posting they're only posting their highlights they're only posting what makes them big and not yeah. all the struggles that go behind that yeah. and also i feel like between like peers and fans yeah. and like fans of music also it's also a bit of a sticky situation right um <clears throat> i lost my point
0: sticky situation
1: music fans
0: fans not being appreciated
1: or, not being appreciative but um mm-hmm. i guess in terms of this South african industry i feel like fandom is is only created by by clout and sometimes the music like not to say that the music is not good but it's it, sometimes it's like i don't know longevity like, longevity is not a thing anymore
0: I'm, I'm what i'm what i'm what i'm what i'm feeling right now with what you're saying is that the, it's like longevity how long is it going to last on the on the airwaves Mm -hmm. will people go back and try to listen to it Mm -hmm. or it's just there for the now and then we move over to the next
1: and i feel like especially in the south african industry Mm. like if you don't have a lot of hype behind you that you don't you don't you're not seen as like a real artist you know what i mean Mm. like I mean, I'm a, I'm a music manager and I have to deal with quote unquote real artists, right? Wow, yeah. But like these are still my peers. <laughs> Straight up. And and unfortunately, like even working with artists, they won't see me as a peer. You know what I mean? Because I don't have the same reach or the same. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I could go to an artist right now and be like, "Oh, can I book you for an interview?" They'll only oh. see me as a music manager or someone that's booking the interview. They won't yeah. see me as a fellow artist, a fellow peer, a person that's actually helping them. Also, you know what I mean? Up. So also like, I feel like that's the downside of like all of it, especially in the position that I'm I'm in, where I like put artists on and and am an artist trying to get on. <laughs> like it's just a whole bunch of shit. But you know, we work through it, we we like, overcome obstacles. The
0: bureaucracy sucks, right?
1: <sighs> I don't like but at the same time, like I yeah. I hope that like me, like mm. pushing this idea that like I went because before I even got this job, like my dream was that I want to be an artist first, yes, but I want to put artists like me who are underground um like have them have the plot uh, the platform that they rightfully deserve because i feel yeah. like so many south african artists are so low-key and so yeah. unappreciated unappreciated that like it almost goes under the radar and as an artist already who's already under the radar it's so um it hits so hard on your self-esteem because it's like you try so hard you work so hard and you know that your music is is, is quality but it still doesn't not that it doesn't get the the hype that it gets but no one wants to see it yeah no one wants to see it because it doesn't have a label behind it or it doesn't have like radio plays or it doesn't uh, is not known by everyone you know what i mean <sighs> also like uh, yeah. this is what i was trying to say about oh, yeah. fans is that
0: back.
1: <laughs> I, I got my thought back is that like yeah. fans are like fickle in the sense that oh. like sometimes people don't just follow you or listen to your music because it's good musical because you're an artist mm. it's almost like they, they benefit of something from you too okay. and so also sometimes like like having fans or having people that follow you is not um doesn't feel like the greatest support oh
0: yeah you know what I'm saying um okay what I'm tapping is like for me in, in my writing like do not appreciate what I'm me appreciate the product here here's the product and it's yours Mm-hmm. don't geek around the, the being mm-hmm. Geek around the product as it it is intended to help you right mm-hmm. if, if I'm if I'm getting right mm-hmm. hey man so you're you're studying psychology right yes,
1: Shut up. <laughs> it's yeah, of, trying it. to get into your mind in different ways <laughs>
0: <laughs> honestly okay I've been I remember you you're like if I, when I, you remember when i say i'm gonna find a, i found a bookstore that's selling uh, affordable books and i said i want the mind company and you're like you know like, why do you need the money mm-hmm. but you but know like uh, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing mm-hmm. so in my question is i've been looking in, in like social engineering using psychology word of mouth and literature with psychology how has it played in your musical journey Oof.
1: um yeah honestly more than anything studying psychology has made me realize like where i fall short as a human okay and also where other people fall short as a human so yeah. it's almost made it easier to like conceptualize the idea of where i want my music to go oh, so yeah. um the album that i'm working on that's upcoming um, Skisky! Skisky! <laughs> um
0: like congratulations thank you. <laughs> no like i'm so happy i can't wait for the interview for the invite
1: oh definitely no i will
0: shout okay. out but, it, yeah um,
1: the, the album touches on a lot of um, like mental health issues mm. that that are highlighted in psychology so one of the songs has to do with associate disassociation where you feel like mm. you're you're not really here like your body's here but your mind can't like realign like yeah, yeah. that like I've learning psychology and studying psychology has made me understand like what that is to me and mm. why I do it so it's been a yeah. ab- it's been easier to um, it's been easier to explain it in a way that people understand because also yeah. when it comes to like mental health and when it comes to like mental health issues and like how people experience it, there's very limited um, addiction oh, yeah. if you're not learning psychology. Okay like everyone is knowledgeable about mental health until you're not a psychologist or you're not studying psychology or you're not a psychiatrist like you, yeah you either know about it or you get told about it and then that's your reality type of thing True. so a lot of, like a lot of it studying psychology has given me almost like um almost like a direction of where i am in my life all right yeah and then also like made it possible for me to um talk about like really important issues yes um also again one of the another song that's in the album has to do with like dirty laundry and like um like attachment with your parents so like how toxic or you know happy that can be and how it affects you you know in your life and in your adult life so a lot of the album has to do with like these very deep-seated feelings that people almost like are are, are subconsciously made to believe that it's normal but it's not you know what i mean not mm-hmm. that it's not normal but it's 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 all these like small little cues that are so detrimental to our own mental health that we mm. don't pay attention to because we assume that it's normal yes.
0: you know what i mean yes, so I um
1: yeah it's just yeah but also a lot of the album has to do with the fact that like even though there's so much um limitations and blockages in 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 how people live with mental illness is also just having the discipline and the discipline to know that there's also surrender oh. in, in all of this so as much as you want to like work at yourself and like be a better person you also just have to like give it up to just existing and oh, and, yeah. and and allowing it to happen because again agency is such a weird like concept yeah. when it comes to like living like you have you have control over how you perceive and how you feel, but that's all that you have control over. So that's also where you have to surrender. You can th- yeah. you can be disciplined in the way that you yourself experience life, but you also have to surrender to like how life is. So cool. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. <laughs> so 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 now let's talk. Let's talk about. Okay, pardon me to be a stalker. Carry on. <laughs> like I've seen. Like I've paid attention to you instagram page mm-hmm. right you always oh, you share what you paint mm-hmm. right this thing that's we're going to talk about mm-hmm. painting you're a good painter by the way oh thank
1: you so
0: much
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't i don't think mm. uh, i'm a good paint like i'm not a good painter in the sense that i have the talent to paint but i've been taught how to paint yeah. uh, uh traditionally i i took um art in high school for like Mm. four years of my high school career and just like that gave me the discipline to like actually express myself in that way because i Mm. before i before i wanted to be a singer before i wanted to be an artist i like like a like a like a dancer artist i I wanted to be a painter like that's what i wanted to do um yeah
0: so 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 now you you've i've seen you on social media on instagram be specific your your the paintings that you've that you've shared with us
1: mm-hmm.
0: where are you inspired by contemporary or yesterday or renaissance artists or you just you just you you, you just draw your inspiration from the from from the now
1: um it's a mixture mm-hmm. i yeah. am very heavily inspired by surreal art and abstract art so that yes. of dali that Ooh. um of jackson pollock where it doesn't really the have answer. Basquiat exactly ah. like well, it doesn't have like a direct reference to reality but true. it's close enough that you can relate to it and I feel like people people are too focused on like the real things in art True,
0: true, true, yeah. and I
1: feel like that's where we also like lose the meaning of it because I guess like everything is art mundane things are art too true. but also like we are humans that have a, a, a fantastic like set of imagination that like we can take yes. it beyond what we already know that's why i'm very inspired by things that don't really make sense don't have that much correlation um one of my biggest paintings i did was called was called escape also um inspired by demand enclosure mm. um where it doesn't it doesn't really correlate in any way i would yeah. say um, there's a big escape like uh, keyboard button in the middle but then around it is like mushrooms
0: oh snap i saw it i saw it i saw yeah. it i saw it are you like la- yes yes yeah yes i i think I, 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 yeah
1: it's with the mushrooms and then it's like this big like uh red it's almost like 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 parts of skin underneath the skin mm-hmm. um basically that was my commentary on like what is true how i perceive myself or yeah. how others experience me wow so it ties on to like what's beneath the surface or what is real Indeed. and then um mushrooms refers to like the experience because like um i believe in the healing properties of like psychedelics and how it can help the mind and whatever so like um I'm mushroom- of psychedelics. why okay just- this is me not condoning <laughs> um psychedelic <laughs> drug use this yeah, is yeah. not me condoning it um yeah but i would love to know why
0: okay i think you've seen that i told you about, about 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 mary jane how she 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 she, she entraps me and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm afraid that i might there's something that i might unlock out of this mm-hmm. that i feel like like you might i might go to the other side and i might, I might, I might fail to come back
1: see that's the the, the biggest misconception oh. about like okay okay again i'm not condoning drugs nah, please nah, don't do drugs don't don't, Stay quote in me, don't don't ask me but like yeah, nah, nah, um nah, nah, when nah, it nah. comes to and um and I'm talking specifically about natural psychedelics. So natural. I'm talking about shrooms in particular. Yeah. um, is that there's always this misconception that one, you'll either have a bad trip. Mm. Two, you'll take the drugs and you'll never come back from this dimension that it's put you in. Yeah, um or it like um, or like you know the the, the people can uh, like uh, like over exaggerate how they would experience it. True. And I feel like firstly, there's no such thing as a bad drug. Again, I'm not condoning drugs, but listen to what I'm about to say. Don't do drugs. There's there's no such thing as a bad drug, but it's the relationship between the drug and the person that is either bad or good. So if you, for example, feel like you have a problem with escapism, I don't think Mm. that doing herbal drugs will will be of service to you mm-hmm. but at the same time psychedelics has been worked into psychology too where like mm-hmm. that that feeling of something will be unlocked
0: so you see guys psychology we, we're dealing with the, i'm dealing with someone who's, who does psychology
1: <laughs> but um i yeah. think that like that that place that you that thing that you don't want to unlock that's the reason that people that's the reason why we well why this research on trying to uh, almost like bring psychedelics into psychology because sometimes oh. you're unable to unlock these things that you need to mm-hmm. with your normal mundane brain because it's okay. already like been processed so much that you're not supposed to uh, like open it or see it or, <sighs> do you know what i mean yeah. and on my experience at least um on shrooms is that almost everything that weighs me down mm-hmm. is no longer there mm-hmm. like if everything is a 3d world right yes. the moment you take shrooms you're on a flat plate like nothing is separate from you like nothing is away from you you are part of everything and everything's a part of you You, and what you experience mm. is what you also see on the outside it's almost like there's no barrier there's no wall there's no wall between what is real and what is not in the sense that what is me and what is other things because i feel like that's also where we kind of like mess ourselves up is that we always feel like we separate from everything and that's what makes want. us alone but it's not that we are literally a part of everything and i feel like mm-hmm. in my own experience and also like in terms of my own like healing because i also suffer with like really chronic loneliness is that like mm-hmm. experiencing that has also helped me like bring myself towards myself in the sense that like yeah i might be separate from everything but not as as far off as i really think you yeah. know, like, everything's not as far away from me as I think they are. They're actually in my face all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's...
0: It's been the whole experience. Oh, wow. Okay, let's talk about your... By the way, you look like your sibling. Yeah, I look alike.
1: Uh, my little brother. Yeah, I yeah, look yeah.
0: alike. Yeah, like, yeah, like twins. And I was like, what? Okay. So how has your family played in your journey thus far?
1: Um... I will say that ish I don't, i'm already about to spill dirty laundry at the end of the year so I might as well but um i felt i feel like my parents have really distilled in me this idea of independence Shut and up. about like taking charge of my own life and about oh. and 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 particularly like fighting for the things that i believe in yes um and my brother more than anything has taught me about resilience and about perseverance because he's my little brother and i've basically raised him his whole life like if Shut you were if up. if he and me if him and i had to sit in the same room yeah. and you experience us you would definitely be like oh that is your brother like oh, that is your wow. that is your blood type of thing like yeah. me, that close and whatever and um a lot of the time when i felt like i should be giving up i would look at him and be like okay but there's be- no one else so i i have to step up so yeah he gives me that like drive to be like you can't no, no. you can't give up now
0: but in terms of not now not today
1: um and also just um in terms of my brother he's also like taught me a lot about like connecting with other people and understanding other people because okay. him and i not that we had a, a lonely um childhood but we were always together we've yeah. always been like inseparable and whatever yes. so also how he experiences the world has also taught me how to t- like treat other people yeah. how to listen to other people oh, yeah. so i appreciate that too because he's also helped me understand how where i sit yes in life mm-hmm. and whatever um so yeah i'm just appreciative of that like they've 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 taught me all the stuff outside mm. of what music can teach me
0: beautiful beautiful yeah. So Nikita, I'm so sorry. I'ma invite you for the part two next Mm -hmm. time. Any last words or words of wisdom, philosophy that you wanna share with others? We got two minutes.
1: Okay. Uh I would say firstly that when language doesn't suffice, you can always run to art. And uh never feel like you're alone. There's always something someone that you can reach out to. Even if you feel like you're a burden, you're not, because as much as shit goes on you are still important and please go stream my music and follow me on all my social media um it's the Nikita Dawson on Tiktok it's Nikita Dawson X on Instagram it's Nikita Dawson X on Twitter if I'm not mistaken and then Nikita Dawson on every like music streaming platform Apple Music Spotify Deezer SoundCloud all of it
0: thank you so much Nikita
1: thank you so much Eva it's been a pleasure
0: like I enjoyed
1: I'm gonna enjoy it too, man. This is fun. Next time? Next
0: time. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm gonna check you out.
1: we out of here. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> no, I want to do it a party. You want movie. to?